yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the show. It's your host, Jessica Cross, and this is Marketing Off the Mat. I'm so glad to be here with you. Hope you got a cup of tea because we have such a great chat with my friend, Sarah Bargigian. Sarah is an ERYT 500-hour yoga teacher who's currently living and teaching in Winchester in the UK. She has been teaching for 16 years, and she's led classes and courses all over the world and on platforms like Yoga International and also for Apple, SMU, and yoga studios worldwide. Sarah teaches weekly classes, workshops, international retreats, and she also records what she shares on her YouTube and Patreon channels. She's called Sarah Shorts, which we talk a lot about today. It's super fun. She's also a yoga teacher mentor, and she started learning yoga as a teenager, and she practiced many styles, including the Iyengar, Sivananda, Ashtanga, Anisara, Yin, and Vinyasa. She's also completed her first teacher training in 2007 and began teaching when she was in Spain. She was eager to teach and deepen her abilities, and so she continued training in Singapore, Jakarta, and in London. She blends all the styles and her personal experience and professional experience in her teaching endeavors. She shares so deeply in how she has made the yoga business work for her by blending and diversifying her different streams of income. It's super fun and really, really interesting to learn how she's made this thing work. So let's take a listen to this episode with Sarah. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hello, Jessica. I'm very well. Thank you for having me here. Oh my goodness. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for being here today. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I love, I love talking all things yoga. I could do it all day. Ooh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. I know it. So uh, we heard a little bit about you in the introduction, but I would love it if you could share a little bit more about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your yoga journey and how that brought you to today. Well, I'm a bit of a yoga oldie. Um, I started doing yoga. I was really lucky. I started learning when I was at school. We um, had a sort of after school club and uh, there just happened to be a teacher that, that knew a little bit of yoga. And um, so I started as a teenager and that was about 40 years ago. Um, so I've been doing yoga for quite a long time. I was really bitten by the bug early on um, as I left. So you can obviously hear from my accent where I'm from. I'm from, from England and I'm here right now. But I actually spend a lot of time um, after I left university traveling the world, living in different places. So I did a lot of Iyengar yoga in Australia in my 20s. Um, and then when I moved to Hong Kong, it was more sort of vinyasari, um, more hathari, different sort of types, and then moved around Asia quite a bit and got a good taster of, I think, pretty much most of what's out there, yin, uh, anusara, um, and I just love them all. But I do tend to come back to more of the alignment-based hatha. 
And when I, I've done various teacher trainings, um, when I was in Spain, I know it sounds like a little bit of a, a show off here, but I was living in Spain for a while. I was very, very lucky. Um, I was, um, my son, my eldest son was doing Taekwondo at a, a local yoga studio in Granada. And um, I became quite good friends with the couple that owned this Taekwondo studio and they knew that I did yoga and, um, and they really liked it. And they said to me, this was about 15 years ago, you know, Sarah, you know, just, just come, come and teach yoga here in the Taekwondo studio. You know, we've got some space downstairs, just do it. And I said, I, I'm not a teacher, you know, I've, I've, I've never taught, I just love yoga. And they kept saying, oh, no pasa nada, you know? So, um, so I, I tried a couple of classes. I'd done a lot of yoga online with Noah Maze. You might've heard of him. He's, he's from your neck of the woods. Um, I'd done a lot of yoga with him on what was then called Yoga Glow. It's now called glow.com, right? Um, him and Christina Sell. And um, so I basically just kind of copied a few of his classes and retaught them. And I loved it. I thought, okay, I really enjoy teaching yoga. Um, a few people came, a few more people came. So then I started doing a little bit of teacher training. I went to England and, um, and did a teacher training course with Sarah Powers, who you might've heard. She did yin yang yoga, Yes, 120 hours. It didn't really prepare me well for a, a sort of more mainstream class, but it was something, you know, she, she gave us a lot of pointers. Then I did a training with Judith Lassiter in, in restorative yoga. Yeah, she's yeah. great. And I we was love Judith on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did her um her restore restorative series, yeah, in, in London as well. And then I think I really got my big um teaching input um when I then moved to Singapore. And Noah Maze and Christina Selt were teaching a 200 hour. I had already done a kind of online-ish correspondence sort of 200 hour course, but but doing it with him and with her, she only did the first sort of section. It was in sort of four week sections. Um, um, that really got me going into how to teach alignment base, how to talk people into yoga, you know, when to adjust, when not to adjust, really into the nitty gritty of, of teaching. Um, so then I carried on with him. Three years later, I did a 300 hour with him. Um, I went more with Desiree Rumba, Ross Rayburn, who's now big on Peloton. Yeah. Um, Lot, you know, I just I was really, really lucky in Singapore to be in a place where lots of teachers at that time were coming in to teach. Um, people were just lapping it up there. It's a small island city, so you didn't have to travel far. There were some great studios, still are, um, and lots of teacher trainings coming in. So I was very lucky. Um, I got some decent, decent training. And so when I left Singapore two years ago and came back to live in England, um, I kind of brought all of that with me. I've started all over again. I didn't know anybody here in Winchester. Um, so it's been quite an interesting re-beginning. Um, and as I was saying, just before we started talking, um, I've just come back now from teaching a village hall class, which I love. It's been going for about a year and a half now. Slowly, the numbers are growing. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, and I try and really diversify as well. That's something that I've definitely learned over these last 15 years to teach in different ways in different places. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I've just loaded off a load of information. That's, on you. 
But that's incredible. Like it, it really is. Uh, you know, I, I often say this on this show, but we all have a journey. We all have a yoga journey with yoga story and that's part of yours. So it's a, it's a, it's the perfect amount. I, I love, I love everything that you shared and, and the different teachers and the different locales that you've been all over the world has informed exactly kind of where you are today. It's so important. So mm, mm, yeah, I mean, and every so many of us teach in similar styles, but we all have a very different style of teaching within those styles. And yeah, like you say, it all depends on your your journey, the teachers that you've had, your influences, what you've read, all all the things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I think uh, yeah, often you know, not to go on a tangent here, but we often think there's so many teachers in the world, and how could I ever carve out my lane? And, and teaching and it's it's just for me I kind of laugh because it's like gosh it's so easy <laughs> we all have those you know we have teachers in common you know we just found out now and during this conversation that you and I have teachers in common yes. and and at the same time we both have our own lived experiences and our own groups or uh sectors that we serve specifically and so we're, we're alike but different and we have our own niches and it's so cool I love it yeah, yeah, and, and also you know, different sort of philosophical influences as well. I'm really into um, Harish Wallace at the moment. I'm reading the Recognition Sutras. I love it. I'm studying it with it with a friend. We check in with each other every week, so that kind of comes into my classes. Whenever I feel like I've digested it well, I, I, it comes out as well. And that also kind of comes from Noah Mazay and Christina Self, that sort of the Anusara background, the non-dual. Kashmir Shaivism stuff. I'm learning more and more of that. Um, and probably this time next year, it'll be something a little different. So yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all very interesting. The great thing about yoga is there's so much to learn. You know, you, you can't get bored as long it's as you true. keep looking out, right. And, and seeking out other teachers, reading new books, um, I'm really into Darren Rhodes um, yoga hour at the moment. I'm doing a lot of that now. He's got a Spotify account. So today I just did my own practice listening to him, um, getting different points of view of how he teaches. He, he misses out a lot of pronouns. He really edits his language down, which I find very interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's always more, right? There's always more. And you just gave me a few things. I'm like, maybe I need to look into that. <laughs> that sounds really interesting. So good. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, uh, as, yeah. <laughs> so as a part of this journey, you mentioned kind of how you've, uh, you know, re-began or you're, you know, starting from scratch, so to speak, as you've returned back to Winchester in the UK. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of what we're talking about today. So, you know, you, you had to start over a few times. You started over in Singapore, you started over when you came back to the UK. So what's the, what's a little peek behind the curtain? Like, how did you tackle that? And was there anything that surprised you as you were doing so? Oh, um, well, I, you know, it, I was very prepared in many ways. I already had a website. Um, I already had a following on, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I was at that time also teaching on Yoga International. So that was also a little bit of kind of, um, I don't know, kudos, social proof, whatever you want to call it. I had a YouTube channel. So I, I had um, things to show people here once I'd found them um, that I had a, you know, I had some welly behind me. Um, but I came here in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. 
Um, so that was pretty tricky. There wasn't going to be any in-person stuff. So it was all pretty much online. Um, having said that, I before I left Singapore, I emailed the local yoga studio here, the kind of big main studio that had kind of the best website. And, and I really liked the website and it looked like the interiors of, of, of the studio was great. They weren't teaching in-person classes, but they were recording classes for their online platform. So I kind of pushed myself in there and said, you know, look, I'm really happy to come and record stuff for you, put them on, on you know, on your site online. So we did that, you know, everyone was wearing their masks, the person with the camera was far away, but I recorded a few classes week by week for them. So that that was really great. That was kind of a step in. And now I teach workshops and pop up classes for them. So that was really nice. That was kind of the beginning of, of how I moved in there. I also continued teaching my students in Singapore online. So three classes a week. And I'm still doing that two years later. I'm still teaching those, those people. A few more have kind of added in, a few have dropped out, a few more and so on. So that, that's a good sort of humming background of, of what's kept. And then how I managed to start teaching more, um, organizing my own classes, and I call them village hall classes. It's really cute around here. There are lots of little villages and they've all got their little village hall and you can hire them out. Um, so I tried the first one and it was, I, I'd, I'd learned how to make Facebook ads. Um, yeah, God, that's hard, but I learned how to do it. Um, and it was amazing. I managed to get 10 people into the first class. This was when obviously things had already opened up. And then it just, it just maintained, it just snowballed. Um, and then I decided to try another village class. And then I, I had a few people on the mailing list, you know, I'd learned how to use MailChimp, keeping in touch, using Instagram, da da da, you know, all, all the stuff that I'm sure you teach everybody. Um, and so then the next village hall kind of grew and grew and grew. And then I have um, private students as well. Um, I've kept one in Singapore, so it's great to have the old private student. It's, it's really important I've learned to diversify. Um, so, and then I also um, kind of kept the money rolling in by teaching a, a mentorship program for, for teachers, people who've already done their, probably just their first 200 hour, they haven't done a lot of other teaching. Um, and because that was online and a six month program, that again, didn't have to be Winchester based. It was for anyone all over the world. Um, so I taught a few um, little short online courses to, for teachers to get them kind of interested. They could get a little taster and then fed them into the six month mentorship program. Um, and then I was also teaching at Yoga International and um, writing articles as well. Um, so I, yeah, and then building up the YouTube channel, which I ended up doing something recently very interesting with which um some of your your listeners might be interested in, in hearing about again it's another way of getting another source of income um so basically i went on to patreon patreon.com which you, you've probably heard of i started my youtube channel in 2019 so before the pandemic and when the pandemic hit, I started to upload classes a lot more regularly because people just couldn't come to my classes and not everyone could come to the Zoom live. So I just, okay, I'll put up a 20 minute class, a half an hour class once or twice a week onto my YouTube channel and just let it grow. And I kind of had fun with it. You know, I learned how to use a tripod and headphones and then better headphones and, you know, kind of how to, 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 to teach in an effective way in that situation is so different to teaching in a studio um 
so I got about 200 classes up there. So a few months ago, I decided, okay, that's, that's enough. You know, um, people are getting a lot of free yoga from me now. So I, I've been thinking about it for a long time and it was really difficult to do, but I took them all off. I unlisted all of the classes, nearly all of them. I think I left five or six there and put them onto my website. And so now you need to be a patron on patreon.com in order to view those classes. Um, and it's been really fun. You know, um, I, first of all, Patreon began as just support my channel. Now it's you need to be a patron to be able to have access to what I now call Sarah's Shorts, Sarah's Shorts classes. Um, so it's kind of it's it's not a huge income spinner, but it's really fun to, to keep putting up classes on YouTube. Then I take them down each week and put them onto my website um, so people can then access them from there. Um, it's kind of a labor of love, but actually the Patreon community is growing. It has different tiers, so you can access the Sarah Shorts, but then you could also get a bonus free live class. You can get access to all my, um, my longer YouTube class, um, sorry, my longer Zoom class recordings. If you want to, you pay a little bit more, you can choose. But the basic membership is that you can have access to all those X YouTube classes. Um, so yeah, there's just, there are so many, different ways rather than just doing the the weekly grind of you know teaching in a studio I've I think I've learned over the years different ways to to, to spread the wings and um teach in different ways yeah yeah and there's the odd voluntary thing too and you know it's yeah I think that's a, a really good little kind of peek into how you're diversifying your income as a teacher and I think um I don't know how 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 it was for you. You're kind of getting started in, in teaching, even though you kind of were a practitioner for a long time before people were like, "Hey, you should come teach." And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, for me, it was a you know a traditional studio environment where I actually wasn't aware of all of the other opportunities, even pre-pandemic, that were available to teachers in order to go beyond the studio space. And I, I think there's a lot to be said about teaching in a studio. There's, mm -hmm. you know, such a great community, the vibe, like it's all very curated. And then, it, you know, there's just so much beyond that, that we don't always consider. So what would you offer for teachers? What kind of advice would you offer for, you know, maybe they're in the studio environment, or maybe they're wanting to add on to their studio environment teaching, um, or maybe they're just ready to go beyond, like what, what would you offer them today for some advice? Um, I, I, working in a studio is great. I've, I've done it, um, but not solely, not only. I do have a lot of friends that have only worked in yoga studios. And I, it, I think it tends to be um, that they end up teaching a lot more hours because they need to pay the rent. Um, and it's fine if, you know, you're in your 20s and, and, you know, you can just spring around and, you know, keep keep on teaching, um, especially if you're only teaching off the mat. I, I, one quick aside tip here, definitely as a yoga teacher, learn how to just talk people into poses. You can't do it all on the mat yourself and you observe better, too. Um, but no, yeah, I'm teaching in a studio environment, like you said, is great, especially if the studio is managed and owned by by cool people who are really into yoga and are, are very good at guiding you and helping you and mentoring you to be a better teacher. But it is, I think it's, it does make things a little bit sparky and more interesting if you can go alone as well, um, teach a workshop on your own, you know, go from teaching 
a one hour class to a two and a half hour workshop, dig in a little deeper and don't make it only about arm balances. There's so much more. <laughs> you know, there's just so much more. Um, and then retreats, you know, people love going on, even if it's just a, a weekend. Um, that, that's a good way of beginning retreats, just like one night away, not too far away. Um, the first retreat I taught, and this might be a lesson, um, was a seven night away, eight day thing in Northern Thailand. So from Singapore all the way up to Northern Thailand. Yeah, it was very stressful. It went really yeah. well. It was great, but it was a huge thing to organize. You know, people are always asking random questions, you know, about I was saying, you know, you get your own flights. I will meet you there. I've got the bus organized. We'll go to the retreat center. And it's like, oh, can you tell me what flight to get? I mean, there's, you know, on and on and on. It's a big undertaking, but it is a big ticket. You know, if you, if you need, you know, you've got to buy a car or whatever, and you need some money and you want to you know, have an adventure and do something different. Retreats are, are, are great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, retreats, workshops, um, Bigger stuff, teacher mentorship stuff, I would wait until you're pretty seasoned. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's doing that on your own, um, especially in person. You've got to organize the space. You've got to make sure that, yeah, that people are, are enough of people that live locally around or are willing to travel to come. Doing it online, of course, is an option as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, and you've got to make sure also, you know, little tiny things. Um, test them out and, and get them done well. I would say a couple of things that I would do differently as an independent is um, boundaries and time management. Oof, yeah. 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 I mean, what, one, one thing that um, one boundary that I really regret um, not sorting out earlier is the cancellation policy. So people, yeah. So that, you know, half an hour before class, okay, I'm exactly, you know, very often it would be like three or four hours before class. I can't come. I got a headache. Um, please, can I come next week instead? Or can I have my money back? And very often I would say in those first couple of years, yes, of course, you know, because people will say, oh, but you know, it's not yoga. If you know, you know, you're a yoga teacher. And um, yeah, or, you know, you would hear that people would say behind your back, oh, you know, she's mean, you know, Ugh. so I didn't want that to happen. So I say, no, of course, you know, have your money back. And I never felt good about it. Um, so I am now very strict, whatever the reason, no, I'm sorry, you know, no refund. And I put that in my terms and conditions. I put that, um, if, if people book in my class, I use acuity. So in the back of acuity, you know, I can say 24 hour, you know, cancellation policy. So it's kind of not from me. It's from the email, you know, it makes me feel less mean. Um, so now people very rarely ask same for workshops, you know, um, and retreats too, you know, they can get a, depends on how you know near the retreat time has happened they will get a partial refund but nevertheless no 24 hours for a, a class now nah. and an, another another thing that I um and I was thinking about this um today that I should have done earlier is don't arrive too early because you people will find out and they will come early and then they'll talk and they'll tell you all about their yoga issues, their problems. So you come 15 minutes early because you want to set the, the studio out really nicely, get the mats all set up. Nah, um, do, but lock the door <laughs> or, or just come enough time to set everything out that you need to set out. 
let the students set stuff out too. You know, you don't need to have the, the, the blocks and, and the yoga belts next to their mat. You can have them in the cupboards. They go and get it themselves. Like, mm -hmm. Teach them to be good students. Teach them what you want them to know and expect. Um, you're not a servant. You're not a waiter. Um, and also, you know, um, after when class is finished, I got into the habit now of saying I'm here for a couple more minutes. If you have any more questions, then I'm gone. Because um, otherwise you can get people just talking and talking and talking. And and some people really do need to talk. And I will sometimes go over a little bit of time, but not habitually. So you've got to yeah, have boundaries over your time, over your money. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, there are so many things I've learned, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's always a surprise, you know, I think I've got everything worked out and I know it all, but no, then another thing happens. Oh gosh. I can so relate to that. It's, uh, it's an exercise too. And, you know, um, energy management, I think yeah. as a teacher, you know, I'll just kind of, uh, you know, as you said, boundaries take energy be yeah. it, you know, letting people in, you know, 30 minutes early if they've showed up 30 minutes before your workshop or if yeah. they're trying to stay and, and tell you, you know, probably very important things about their lives, but also that you're about to be late for an appointment and you're like, ah, I get, like, this, I understand and I have to leave. <laughs> like it's, uh, I think it's something too, uh, particularly as women and that we have a lot more conditioning. We want to be nice. We want to be spacious. We want to be seen as the nice teacher. Whereas, you know, at the end of the day, we end up feeling resentful and mm. that's not where we want to teach from. Yes. Yes. And we've already given them, uh, you know, our dear, dear students that hour and a half of our time, you know, yeah. we, we, we've really, you know, planned the class, executed it well, observed, make sure everyone's safe. And then, you know, they come out of Shavasana, you, you, do, you do all those little final bits, you end the class, and it's, it's done. You, you've done it. Um, a little bit at the end, yes. But, um, and I think yeah, letting your students know from their first class who you are, what you do. You don't have to be stern, but, you know, you're, you're, you're fair, you're honest. And, and then you feel better about teaching and you want to teach more. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they and that's what they stand. They, yeah. they know, yeah, they, and they feel yeah. safe, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, even things like, you know, um, where do you want people to be in the classroom as well? You know, if, um, if I have a new student in, I'll probably let them go to the back. But if I see that they've got a limp or there's, you know, there, there's some issue there that I want to be able to observe, I will insist that they come to the front because I want to be able to see them. I want to keep them safe and I'll explain it to them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, as, a, as a beginner teacher, I might, if they'd said, oh, no, please, can I go at the back? I would have probably said, yeah, of course you can. That's fine. Whereas now I'll say, no, I'm really sorry. I want you there. And they kind of respect it. You know, they, they say, okay, she's in charge. All right. Yeah. I trust her, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, so, and, th and that comes in so many ways. That's also, you know, it's, um, the village hall owners, the, the managers of the village hall, you know, um, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a skirmish at the moment with one. I taught a class yesterday and there was a load of stuff in the room um, because they're going to be doing a play, a Christmas play in the other room. So the guys who were using the other room had used it as a prop storage place. It was kind of annoying. It was kind of I can see why. <laughs> yeah. so, luckily, I was there early and I cleared everything you know, to the side. But, you know, and so I, you know, I sent a message and said, look, you know, you know, please don't do it. a couple of things like this have happened before. 
Um, and I just, you know, I needed to be really straight with her. I was thinking, I'll just let it go. But actually, no, you know, um, it's not okay. I'm paying money for this space. It's, it should be clean and clear and ready for me. Um, mm -hmm. So she read that message and I hope it won't happen again. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, again, just kind of another exercise and, you know, managing your energy and you're like, well, you know, would I be better off not saying anything and feeling, uh, you know, a little frustrated and having to spend extra time clearing the space before my students arrive? Or do I just say something then? And, you know, she may not even have known. As no, she didn't. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 And, and she apologized and it's all fine, but hopefully in the future, she'll be a little bit more vigilant and, and, you know, just make sure that people using the other rooms know that that room is booked and you can't store stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's an, it's an, it's an ongoing tidying up process. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is of our, our, our own selves, our own conditioning, uh, you know, clear communication, you know, not only during the class, but the before and the after and, you know, everything in between. It's, it's a, it's a lot more than I think, you know, many students even realize that that one hour that goes, goes into it before and after. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as an independent teacher, it's more, I mean, at a studio, you know, of course, you know, there, there are rules and things you know you have to kind of understand the studio culture and and so on but it tends to be a little less admin you don't have the emails you don't have to worry about payment um hopefully you can just turn up and teach and then leave you know um and the studio does all all the advertising for you as well less so now i think it used to be more like that but um yeah studios are struggling a little bit more at the moment aren't they so they really mm -hmm. kind of you know, the teachers can bring in the students as well mm -hmm. but yeah independent teaching it's it's you've got to be a, a manager a bookkeeper of uh, everything everything yeah yeah but also too I think uh the you wear more hats but at the end of the day that's that's something that's completely your own dream like however mm. you wanted to craft it it's not uh, you know, it's not the studio owner's dream. It's not the venue owner's dream. It's it's your dream that you get to completely shape and call in the people that are specifically for you and are resonating with your teaching, which I think is just, there's a big payoff when you're wanting to go out on your own. Yeah. I mean, you know, and particularly, you know, the class that I just taught today before um, coming on to, to here, talking to you, Jessica, it's been going for about a year and a half now. And they're regulars. And I've seen, you know, I remember first teaching them thinking, wow, these guys, you know, they really need a lot of help. You know, all the props were coming out. We took it really slowly. And now they're just, you know, they're, 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 they, they know so much more. It's so gratifying. It's, it feels really good to have brought them from that to this. Because they just, mm. I mean, people do come and go, but there's a good core of them and they've just improved and they get, they know each other now, you know, they banter, they go out to the pub together. It's just really nice. You know, you build a community. And, and I think you probably get to see even more of that as, yeah. as being your independent class. And that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Studio is a little bit more random, I think, but yeah, mm -hmm. you're, yeah, you, you, you build your people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so special. Okay, so this is a question that I love to ask all of my guests. So I'm excited to, to ask you today, Sarah, and see what kind of advice you might give yourself 
and a previous version of you. So if you could go back at any point of your journey and whisper in your ear to tell yourself a little something that would maybe save you from a sleepless night, a headache or two, what would it be? Um, you know, I, th- I think I've kind of answered that with the, the boundaries, um, being, being more confident. Um, I think I might have, I, I, I would say to myself, teach a retreat a little bit sooner. Don't wait so long. I waited a long time before teaching that first retreat. I'd already been teaching for a good seven or eight years. Um, and even workshops too, you know, I, I, I could have started earlier. I was waiting too long to be good enough. I was already good enough. Um, I don't think I was being lazy or avoiding. I think it was just, it was a lack of confidence. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think it would probably be that, um, I think again, like, you know, going back to this, us being women, we often think that, oh, you know, I need to have a PhD before I can, you know, <laughs> do, do. but actually the experience that we have is, is already enough. Um, oh, that's so true. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I would say have a bit more confidence and, 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 and I, you know, I really have enjoyed writing articles as well. Um, um, I had quite, a, I had a wonderful experience in Singapore of um, teaching quite a lot of people with autism. My eldest son has, um, is, is on the spectrum. So I had quite a lot of experience with um, teaching him and, and also going out a bit more into the community. And I wrote an article about that, um, which, which was the first article that I wrote. And I really enjoyed writing it, um, the whole process. And there is a whole other side to, to my teaching. Um, so I wrote a few more after that, um, got them, them published in, in some magazines, which was also, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. And some of them actually paid me, not all of them. Um, but it was also, you know, kind of another way of, um, you know, putting that on my website. It reassures people that, you know, there's there's a, a little bit more professionalism there. You know, I'm able to s- string some words together about yoga. Um, but it was also fun. And I should have done that sooner, too. I waited too long. I was always thinking about it and then finally did it. Yeah, I'm glad that you did it. I think many of us spend so much time in the, oh, well, if I just have this training or this certification or the PhD that you mentioned, then I can do it. Then it's okay. So I'm, I'm glad, even though it might have felt like a long time, that you finally said, okay, Sarah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing this now. <laughs> And, you know, and I done, um, it's not only that I was really lucky to have had quite a lot of training behind me, but, um, and this, I, I, w- I would advise teachers who don't have access to a lot of trainings is, um, I remember, who was it? I think it was Jason Crandall, um, another American teacher. I do, I, I've had a lot of American teachers. <laughs> I didn't actually learn from him, but I do remember him saying in one of his podcasts or something, to choose something every week that you want to get better at as a teacher. And, and I did that for a while. And actually, you know, what? I should go back to it because we're never perfect. But um, I, I remember one of the things that I worked at, for example, um, I recorded one of my classes, audio record it, and then I did it myself. And I, I could hear quite a few things that I thought, oh, that's not quite right, or that's not quite right. And one of them, for example, um, was something I just chose to work on for a week was filler words. You know how we, we have these little habits of, um, or, you know, or just do this. You know, there are a lot of teachers that, that say just, or beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, these kind of words that just, just, just come out. Um, Noah Marseille calls them filler words. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so... 
one week I'll really learn on not using typical filler words that I've heard myself in, in you know, say in, a, in an audio class. So, you know, you can train yourself. Um, Another thing is, you know, you might want to come a little bit more out of your, your comfort zone and maybe teach, you know, only teach standing poses for a week and see how that goes, you know, challenge yourself. I think we can get into a rut, you know, especially if you're teaching quite a few classes a week, we repeat the same sequences in order to keep yourself interested in yourself still learning and stretching, um, have different ways to sequence, different poses, different styles. Um, different emphasis um, so yeah if you if you don't have access to trainings then there's a lot that you can do yourself and also go over your teacher training notes and uh, and you know all the little things that we forget go back over them um, yeah and another thing that I'm, I'm kind of glad that I did and I should still do more of is keep going to other people's yoga classes yes yeah it's not you know getting inspiration as well um, try and go to some really good ones. You know, there are some really good ones online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and go yeah. to and you know, f- find out what's out there, what people are doing, what they're saying, and you can learn about some things that maybe you don't want to do, as well as things that you do want to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Some of those are all, all, almost as valuable, if not more. <laughs> but you also get. It is also really nice to be able to go to a yoga class without your teacher hat on. I like what you, that, that you were saying. We have to wear different hats. Mm. Sometimes we've got to put the teacher hat down and just really enjoy a class yeah. and remember why we teach. I think a lot of teachers get kind of burnt out with all they do is teach yoga. They don't enjoy yoga anymore. Um, so, yeah, keep the fire stoked. Um, I need to do that more. Actually. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too, for sure. I think too, going to a place to practice that's you're not tied to in any way. You don't work there, you don't know the people there, you're just a student, just kind of going to to practice only. I think there's something really special about that. And that's something that I want to work on too, is just going and exploring, kind of as you said, see what's out there. Who's teaching? What are they offering? What what can I take from this experience that's just for me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes to that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So tell us what kind of cool things do you have coming up this year that we can know about? Well, um, I think probably that the, my most recent project, this Sarah's Shorts, I don't know, maybe I should change that name. It sounds kind of weird. Sarah's Shorts Classes. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of the, the, the gist is that they're kind of, they're from five minutes to 75 minutes, but most of them about 20 minutes long, which I think is, yeah, it's too short, but you know, when, you know, kind of in between your weekly classes, um, I've got a huge variety um, up there on, on my website. You just need to join me on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash Sarah B yoga. I won't go through any more links. I think you're going to put them in the notes, right? Yes. They'll be in the notes for sure. Yeah. But that, that's, um, you know, something that I've been really working on recently. I absolutely adore it. It's so fun. Um, and it's a great community of people joining me on Patreon, you know, and it's only three US dollars a month to get, act- I know it's really cheap. I'm maybe wow. under- I'm undercharging, but for the moment it's three US dollars and you get access to those 200 classes. And I add a new one every week. 
And they, they range from all the styles. Um, there, there are classes there for complete beginners. There are classes there for teenagers, for kids. Um, then there are, you know, the bulk of the classes are their yin, their vinyasa, their alignment-based hatha. If you want to get your crow pose better, your half moon better, you know, I've also got a, a big section on just poses and how to nuance them, little tips and tricks. Um, it's, yeah, I would say, guys, if you, if you want a little bit more yoga, Sarah's shorts, <laughs> go to Sarah's shorts, but you've got to join Patreon in order for me to give you the passcode to get in. Um, and yeah, and if you have a look on Patreon, you can see there are lots of different tiers and all sorts of other little benefits there. Um, so yeah, that's my, my kind of latest labor of love that's, that's available to all. Amazing. And yeah, I think it's, that folds in perfectly as we were talking about, you know, go out and take from new teachers, experience new classes and at $3 US a month, like that's just crazy. So I think, yes, A, you should increase your price, but before you do, everybody who's listening should join your Patreon so they can experience your classes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. So we're going to put all your links in the show notes for sure, but how, what's the best way for us to hang out with you if we wanted to follow along your everyday? Well, I'm on, I'm on the Insta. I'm on the gram. I'm Sarah B yoga. So I'm there. I'm also on Facebook, um, Sarah B yoga.net on, on Facebook. Um, and I'm on Twitter, but I don't, I don't do a lot on Twitter. I kind of feel like I should say funny things on Twitter, but <laughs> no. So no, yeah, Insta. Insta is the best place for me. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, well, everybody go follow Sarah. She's such a joy and you're going to love hanging out with her over there. So, and Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. This is super fun and I'm just grateful for everything that you shared with us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. It was such a joy spending this time with you. And we are just so grateful for you kind of sharing how you've made a living teaching yoga. And we're so excited to take some of those tips and tricks that you figured out so we can expand our teaching practices as well. So thank you. If you're interested in hanging out with Sarah, we have all of her links in the show notes. You can definitely check her out on Instagram. She's at Sarah B Yoga, also on Facebook. And you can find her at sarahbyoga.net or on her Patreon channel that she mentioned. She's also at Sarah B Yoga on Patreon. So go take advantage of her incredible classes, fill yourself up as a practitioner so you can continue to share from the seat of the teacher. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I will catch you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.